All right. Welcome to the Weekly Fix. I'm your host, uh, Zane Worley, with Jacob Rutherford here. Um, this is the first one, so uh, it's going to be uh, a journey with us, and we're really excited. We're going to share some of our passions. Um, if you're along for the ride, um, what we're into, what we're watching, collecting, uh, playing, and pretty much anything else that we want to mention. So, um, Jacob, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first off, this has been a process, just getting, <laughs> to, getting to where we're at right now, getting our first podcast going. I mean, if it wasn't me postponing it because I was doing something else or busy, it was us not being able to get the uh, the software to work. So hopefully <laughs> you guys actually enjoy, those of you that do listen to the podcast, actually enjoy what we put out because this has not been an easy thing. This has been months in the making because... I postponed it for forever just trying to figure out a name. We yeah, finally came we up with a name that we both liked. <laughs> I think we went through over 35 names that were like it actually serious. Well, a serious contender of names was probably 35. Yes. Serious contender is probably 35, but I mean, just names thrown out there, well into the hundreds, I would say. I mean, we were we were just rattling off stuff, and none of them sticked. And then finally, we found this one. I liked it. He liked it. So now here we are, finally getting to record the first podcast, and I'm excited. I am too. Um, so uh, currently, we're both um, we're both uh, in different states, so we're recording this um, uh, satellite style. Um, <laughs> Jacob's back uh, back in West Virginia. I'm down here in Florida, so. Um, it, we also don't have video this time, but we're, we're going to look at maybe doing that in the future. Um, but we will give a spoiler warning because some of the stuff we're talking about, I'm sure some people haven't had some time to see uh, See yet. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ahsoka today, and then we won't give spoiler warnings for the other stuff that we talk about today because uh, you've had plenty of time um, to, to look at that. We've, we, were, we actually had a conversation going on yesterday that we're going to bring back up on the podcast because i, I got to <laughs> oh, hear Here we go. Go. Here we, we go. Gotta, we gotta kind of hash some of this stuff out, you know. Just gotta go for it. So, well, let's start with the Ahsoka talk. Um, I know me personally, I have been absolutely loving the show. I feel like, as big of a Star Wars fan as I am, there hasn't been anything recently that I don't like. I feel like I've enjoyed everything, but I feel like this has really just elevated it to back to what it used to be. I. I I would have to completely agree. I have absolutely, and I I wasn't even a Star Wars fan um, for a lot of my like growing up years because um, I wasn't allowed to be. Um, Star Wars was was not um, cool enough to to be watched <laughs> in my in my household. Um, so I actually only was allowed to watch Star Wars if I was like with my cousin, um, who was a huge Star Wars fan. And so my my love for Star Wars, I always loved it. And like it was awesome to watch, but I never really got to dive deep into it um, like I have since since I've uh, been able to watch my own stuff. See, but that's also I I can get where you can come from a like point of view that that's a bad thing. Like it kind of sucked that you had to wait. But there's also a good aspect to it because like now that you actually understand how to watch shows, like what to look for in shows, you kind of got to see a lot more. That like you know me for example, I missed a lot of stuff watching it when I first watched Star Wars because I was a little kid, right? So I didn't know what I was looking for. I was just watching lightsabers get swung around and just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. But you get to come at it from a standpoint of you're you know like how to understand a plot point. You get to actually think about what's happening. So you actually get like your first intake of Star Wars probably is a little more fun in a way. Because you actually got to enjoy the story for what it is rather than just loving combat because you're a little kid. So I, I would agree with that. But also I do have the – I still got to watch them as a little kid. So I still have like the love for the prequels even though they have their flaws. And and like I know a lot of people really don't like the prequels. I absolutely adore them um, because they're so – like reminiscent of my childhood like even though i didn't get to dive deep into them and watch them on repeat when i did watch them they were the best thing i'd ever seen so um there it's definitely not a, a super negative i'm not i'm not sad that i didn't get to dive deep into it as a kid um 
but it, it is um, it is fun now to, to kind of get to experience like I watched the Clone Wars for the first time uh, this year I finished it um, so that was really cool um, now some of it you know was was a struggle um, it wasn't all great but um, watching that and then I had to watch Rebels um, to, to prepare for Ahsoka because I hadn't seen that either so I got to watch that and really enjoyed that um, and that was really cool well, you're, talk- you're talking to someone that loves the prequels. I mean, the prequels are my favorite era of Star Wars, so you saying you love the prequels, you're not going to ever hear me disagree with anything you have to say about that. But, you know, talking about getting to watch Clone Wars and Rebels for the first time this year, that's what I'm talking about, though. Like, you get to really... I feel like when I watched Clone Wars, I was, like, just watching it to watch it, whereas, like, you kind of watched it with a purpose, which oh, I've gone did. back and watched it with a purpose since, and it's way better. It, but it is. When you just are watching it to watch it just for Star Wars intake, I feel like it's it's really not. <laughs> there's a lot of episodes that just are way out there. They're not very enjoyable. Well, um, they can go over your head so quick, like especially like even I'm thinking about we're going to be talking about the the world between worlds, um, but also going to be diving into the Mortis Gods um, probably pretty soon, um, and you know that whole episodes with Obi Wan and Ahsoka and Anakin you know, with the, the father, the son, and the daughter, like, as a, I'm sure as a little kid, like, that was just like, what am I watching? Yeah, it but made then, no like... <laughs> sense. You're like, you get introduced to these characters you have never seen before. They're the most powerful beings that you could have ever seen before. And, it's two and this whole world is just different, you it's know? two episodes. Yeah, and it's two time. episodes. So if you don't understand it in those two episodes... You don't ever see it again. So as a kid, you're like, okay, you know, well, hey, that was that was cool, I guess. I got to see Anakin be ultra-powerful for 15 seconds, you know, but, like, that's it. So well, that's what I'm saying, dies. like, getting... She what is it? Di- she literally died. She yeah, literally like, one died of them dies. The so, like, <laughs> so, like, getting to watch it as an adult and actually understanding some stuff, I mean, it's probably a lot better than, like, when I watched it, I was just like, what in the world was that? Like, so... But, and then also getting to watch it as a completed work, as opposed to oh, having that, to wait weekly for it and stuff. Yeah. Now, now yeah. I'm gonna tell you something about Jacob here. Jacob hates oh. uh, binge watching. Yes. So he, you know, I don't think I don't even know if you would be able to watch the Clone Wars all seven seasons. Um, oh, it would again. take me a couple months. It would take you years. It, would take it, you it years. might. Like I know the last time I watched it all the way through, I think it took me three months. Well, to that's watch actually, it, that's actually super quick for as much content as is there. It is a lot of content, but w- what I would do is a lot of the time I do this a lot of sh- with shows nowadays, um, where I get an hour long lunch break at work. Usually, I'll just go out to my car and just throw an episode on for that my lunch break, watch it while I eat, and then head back into work. So that's kind of been my way of like if I, I'm behind in a show, which a show we're probably going to talk about at some point, which I just started like Invincible. That's what I would do with a show like that. I'd go out on my lunch break, watch one episode. And then head back in. So that's how I kind of catch up on stuff that I'm very far behind in. So, Because it is time-consuming to, to stay up on everything that's going on. Oh, especially with as much content. I mean, we talk about Marvel has slowed down drastically. But there was – and I am a fan of constant content. But I do like it when it comes out in weekly episodes like we see with Star Wars, like we see with Marvel. But if you got behind with Marvel – I mean, you're you're behind. It's going to take a long time to catch up. Yeah, me and my wife are currently working our way through the MCU, and we're like uh, two months in currently. And we yeah. uh, we just finished Eternals last night, and then uh, we're halfway through WandaVision. So, well, and that's the thing too. I mean, when you start talking about if you're someone that I have a friend I work with that hasn't watched any of the MCU until he started to this year, and just getting through the movies is one thing, but then when you get to the shows, I mean, you have seven or eight hours just of one show you have to watch through, opposed to like just one two-hour movie. So that brings a whole nother level of, you know, it's like a grind. It really is a grind trying to catch up on some of this stuff. It is, and it's frustrating for those new fans. But I'm gonna be honest, there's not too many new fans. I feel and, I, I I could agree with that. I feel like a lot and, of the people that are watching now have been watching. And I think it's kind of the same. Uh, it's it's becoming something bigger, right? So it's becoming something similar to what you would be if you were say, hey, I want to get into comic books. Um, 
you get a good comic book, you read it, oh, I don't know where this character came from, um, and if you want to learn more about that, then you go back and read more of that stuff. And you don't have to know everything to enjoy a comic book. And if you did, you would never, you would never start because there's oh, and, just too much. Yeah, and and at the same point, you would never stop because there's always going to be something new. Um, so and yeah, I I, I, I agree with that. Good. I think that's good because there's usually something for everybody. And then there's just, you know, there's always going to be that next thing, that next idea, that next cool thing that comes out. And um, comic books are incredible um, in, in that aspect that, hey, you can read them all or you can read a few of them and you're still going to get a cool story regardless of if you know everything. And I feel like comics almost do a better job of that than shows because – especially with shows nowadays, how often do you, you can't really watch a show anymore and it's its own thing. I mean, it's going to, especially if we're talking about Marvel, it's going to tie into something else or it's going to have come from something else that you had to have watched previously to really fully appreciate it. Where I feel like comics do a better job of, Hey, here's this standalone story. There is other stuff out there if you want to learn more, but this story does make sense by itself. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine watching WandaVision? Without seeing any of the MCU, like it, it makes no sense. <laughs> it would just you, be probably the biggest it, confusion of a show. You wouldn't watch the second episode. Heck, you I know. almost didn't want to watch the second episode, and I knew what was happening. <laughs> you know, yeah, see, I'll, I'll I mean, sure that show has a great payoff, but like the first episode, you're like, "What did I just watch?" You know. So, so I actually love sitcoms. And rewatching it, I I was still just as happy as the first time. Like, <laughs> I like I was like, oh, this is like it's so quirky, it's so weird, it's so unusual, and like I'm all about it. Um, and then that you know I used to always watch King of Queens and Everybody Loves Raymond and Seinfeld and grew up on The Office, so all of those sitcom esque things just really resonated with me. Well, I guess if you come from that point of view, this show was probably like a dream. Oh, it <laughs> was, you're dude. like Marvel yeah. and a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. I remember <laughs> watching that weekly and just like I could not wait for Wednesday. Now, I will say, you know, we're talking about Marvel shows. and I know we want to get back to Ahsoka um, a little bit more about the podcast, though. We are going to try to keep these what right around an hour. Uh, right around an hour at, at max, right? We may have a short week, or we may have uh, just a little segment that we want to cover uh, if we want to put out a, a, you know, something big happens or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, jump on and, and record something and talk about it. But yeah, we, we generally don't want to get it over an hour because that who wants to <laughs> listen to us ramble for? You know, well, and, and in the same in the same frame of mind, I mean, we might have episodes that do go over an hour if something big happens or there's something we're really enjoying talking about. Um, we really do want this podcast to be something flexible. Um, so that's something you guys can look forward to, whether it just be an hour of your week, maybe it'll just be a 45 minutes, or maybe it'll be an hour and a half. Um, this is going to be a hopefully a weekly podcast, um, you know, barring, you know, scheduling conflicts and stuff like that. But I think we usually have a pretty good schedule that we at least can get together and get something done every week. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one thing we do, I think, in the future, we've talked about a little bit. We might have some guests on every once in a while. Maybe someone, another one of our friends that wants to talk on here, or maybe we, the podcast does really well. We can get some other guest people on here. I think that's something we'd like to do. But for the most part, you guys are probably just going to be hearing our voices for the most part. Yeah. Um, I, I do like the idea of, of having extra, you know, inputs in it. Cause it can be because, you know, we both just love this stuff so much. Um, it is fun to kind of bring in some people who don't love it as much to kind of see what they, uh, think of it if they've watched it. But I a hundred percent agree with that because I've actually, you know, we're going to start talking about Ahsoka. I think this is a great segment, um, to get into Ahsoka. One of my favorite things has been, Watching people that didn't watch Rebels watch Ahsoka and see if they can enjoy it as much. Because I know Ahsoka is, even Dave Filoni has says, it's like the next season of Star Wars Rebels. Rebels. It is season five. Um, Like, for instance, my brother has been watching it with me. He didn't watch all of Rebels. I think he maybe watched the first season of it, and then he just really didn't have time to get back and finish the rest of it. Since Ahsoka has come out, though, it has been something he has been much intrigued to go back and do. As far as he's concerned, he's actually really enjoyed the show itself, even not even knowing all these things that we know about Rebels. 
So I was curious as to what your thought is. If you think this is a show that people that are more casual fans, you know, there's a lot of people, especially recently with Disney doing this live action universe of Star Wars that have really only watched these new shows. So, so uh, actually it's, it's super interesting because I watch Mandalorian season one and season two without watching the Clone Wars. Okay. So, um, now, you know, Mandalorian has no, nowhere near the tie-ins, um, that, um, Rebels does. Like we said, Definitely it's more not. of a continuation, but I never felt like I was like missing out on something because the story itself was so good. And so I think, I think Ahsoka has less setup, um, significantly than, than Mando, but it, it doesn't really need it. You know Star Wars, you know who the characters are, you know that there's good and there's evil, and it's just building. And the more you know, the more you're going to enjoy, but I don't think you're not going to enjoy it if you haven't seen it. Uh, I, I think the I'm same at. thing. I think the same thing. Like, my brother, he's been enjoying Ahsoka a ton, and he didn't watch Rebels. Um, he hasn't watched all the Clone Wars either. So, I mean, if you haven't watched both of those, there's a lot of things that, like, while we're watching, I'll be freaking out about, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're seeing this character or they brought this up and he's just kind of like, Oh, it's just cool just because of what it is, which I think is a really good thing that Ahsoka does. That's the battle of Mandalore. And he exactly have, you know, wow, that guy has horns on his head. (laughs) But that is the cool thing is it it still has that wow factor because it is star Wars. Like, Oh, that does just look, it's visually pleasing. So, and, and it is, it is, and that's kind of what I feel like the, the sequel trilogy lost was the visually pleasing aspect of it with the, um, with the choreograph, like choreography of the fights and like the planning and the storytelling. I felt like Ahsoka is really kind of bringing that back where it's got some of the, the choreographed fight feel of, um, the prequels. Mm-hmm. And, but yet it's still like, you know, next level visuals, uh, especially, I, I mean, just think we're getting this for a TV show. This isn't a blockbuster movie that we're seeing. Like this is the visuals we're getting on a weekly TV show, which is just insane. It, it, it really is crazy what they have done considering we get what, usually right around 40, 45 minutes a week of just one show. I think they do a really good job of showcasing everything Star Wars has to offer in those 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. Now, um, so so going through Ahsoka and just kind of talking about it, like, so let's see, like, what you recap, like, let's let's hear your story. Like, what what do you think the story has been so far? We find ourselves um, the week before Episode Six. Like, what do you well, and, what do you think it is? And with this, what we have two episodes left. I think I guess we got this upcoming episode, and then episode six, and then episode. Or is there eight episodes? So we might have three There's if eight. you look at it. No, no, no. Yeah. We only have two left. So, okay, so two so, left. Yeah. So episode seven is Tuesday, actually. So we we we've seen episode six. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So we've seen episode seven, and then we have episode eight. So yeah, two episodes left, and I feel like. This is one thing that I feel like a lot of shows do, especially nowadays, is they wait too long to get started. Um, and I feel like the thing that Ahsoka has done is it got going really fast, and I, I love that about the show. But I also feel like it's really just starting because of where it went with this last episode. Like I said, we're going to warn you guys, this part of the podcast is going to be pretty spoiler-heavy. So if you haven't had a chance to catch up on Ahsoka, now is your time to click off. But I do feel like the story has been very fast to grow, which I love. But it also feels like we're just getting started. Like, the fact we have two episodes left is, like, sad to me because I feel like we're really getting into the meat of this story. Well, yeah, we have two episodes left, and Ahsoka hasn't reached the galaxy yet, the new galaxy. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So, like, we're, we're finally getting to see some of these characters. I mean, we just saw the first live action of Ezra. We saw the first live action Thrawn. I mean, we're starting to see some crazy – we're seeing some new Sisters. And while the show was going, I don't feel like the show was being slow. But I feel like now it's even hit another pace, which is faster than it was already going. And, and so this was the hot take that I was, I was, I texted you about that I was okay. like, I'm gonna save it for the podcast. Okay. Um. So I personally feel like we are gonna get zero conflict resolution in this season. I feel which... like, I feel like we are completely going to be cliffhangered, completely out. Now, me personally, I love that. 
I do not mind a show ending like that on a cliffhanger. I'd almost prefer it. I am not a fan personally. As much as I love The Mandalorian, I have disliked how most of the seasons of The Mandalorian have ended in a way that you could be done with the show. Well, I think that's just because they didn't know it was going to keep going. Oh, and I do get that. I agree. I, I think that is probably the big reason why they did. I mean, after the first season, they didn't... I don't think they ever dreamed it was going to be what it was. I think... I think you just have to be so careful with a, with a um, title like Star Wars, right? You do. You, you can't, do. Because you can't there's so many things thing. that can happen. Yeah, you can't create an empty plot thread in Star Wars and ruin, you know, this masterpiece that's been created, even though, you know... Say what you say, you may say about the the, the sequels, um, but you know it's a completed work, right? It is. And if yeah. you leave a, a thread untangled, then it's gotta go. It's gotta be fixed. You can't yeah. leave that. So I think that's what Mandalorian was testing the waters. But uh, Disney has all the faith in the world, and Dave Filoni, obviously, and and they just um, so I didn't know that they had greenlit his. Um, uh, heir to the Empire movie. Yes, that, that was the official title. That's what we had talked about. I guess a couple weeks ago. Now I had brought up that he he's supposed to be bringing Star Wars back to the movie theaters, which oh that is like a dream come true to me. I mean the last I know we talked recently a little bit about the sequels. I do think the sequels were very visually pleasing in a fact that you said that you didn't think they were. I think as far as the way they looked, I think it's some of the most incredible like movie the way a movie can look we've ever seen like oh, the, so, cause, so i said i said choreograph like yes that's what i'm about to get to the choreography was terrible but i do horrible. think how the movies looked visually were incredible so i think that I he agree. is going to be able to bring that back to movies i i cannot wait to see what his heir to the empire it's it's going to be amazing i you know i i'm really excited for where this ends Right and 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 the 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 beauty that it's going to be to completely if he is able to create a movie or and I've I've even been hearing whispers of a trilogy, uh, yeah, prequel to the sequels, yep, um, which would be you know really fitting for what we know this world has been built. Uh, you know we have so many Jedi that have lived um, between Order 66 and now are living past the original trilogy. Um, yep. How does that get cleaned up and fit into the the sequels that were built? And I think they're doing a really good job with this major threat. Now, you absolutely adored Episode Five. You gave it, you know, what'd you say, like a 15 out of 10? Yes, and, and and I was a, a little bit less on the uh, bandwagon. I actually told one of my friends that I enjoyed episode six more than episode five, and that's not a bash on episode five, but I think that's a a high praise on how good episode six storytelling was. I think I I don't know that I would say six was better, and I feel like I I love five so much because of the fangirl in me. Literally was just freaking out the whole time. I mean, we're seeing. We saw Anakin again, like actually saw him. Um, one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars, Captain Rex, finally seeing a live action version, even though he only got to say one line. Just seeing him in live action, I was just like, this This was literally made for me. You know, I had that feeling. Um, but I do agree with how good episode six was. I, I can't argue if you like six better than five. I can't argue any of that because it was yeah. truly... And a lot of my... Uh, this uh, I and I, episode five was incredible, and I'm not saying it wasn't, but there's a there's a big part of me that I love the how it works part, yeah. and there's so many questions that you know if they get answered, it could be you know the best episode of all of Star Wars, mm -hmm. but if those don't get answered for me, it's gonna be like oh man, I really wish you would have answered this and and what we're what i'm referring to is the world between worlds yep. hey what is anakin where did he come from how did ahsoka get there um how did she get out like tell me like you've built the stage and for those who don't know um rebels the world between worlds was really developed in rebels 
And it was a portal that Ezra Bridger, who we got to see in Episode 6, was able to open uh, using the Force uh, with a mural that had the Mortis gods on it. And they had the... uh, What is it? The Wolves. Uh, What's the name? The Loath Wolves. The Loath Wolves uh, portal created, and he was able to walk into it. And he actually was able to save Ahsoka from an earlier fight with Darth Vader. Um, Darth Vader was going to kill her at a Sith temple, and he pulled her out of time into the world between worlds. Now, that's how they entered it, through portals. Um, and, and somebody from the world between worlds had to grab and pull. So now I'm curious... Um, was there a portal in the water that she fell through? Was Anakin able to save her, like the power that um, he was promised to save the ones that he loved? What happened to allow that to happen? Like, what well, happened? I love that you brought up the power to save the ones you love because that's when I read, I saw someone I think make a post about that on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and that just really made Star Wars like finally come full circle. It felt like. Like, finally, Dave Filoni gave Anakin the justice he deserved, you know, which a lot of people complain about the sequels kind of destroying what Star Wars was because they almost made Rey look like the Chosen One because Anakin or Darth Vader didn't really kill Palpatine in Episode Six. He kind of just, you know, transferred his Force essence. And I agree with all those things. I hated how they treated that aspect of it in the sequels. But if Dave Filoni is kind of able to, like, you know, write this story in a way that, you know what, Anakin's true story is to be the balance of the Force, which is kind of what I think we are going to see if they do want to explain how he showed up in the world between worlds. I think he's almost taking on that Mortis father yes. um, type role That's where he is. To mention. Yes, he. I think he's kind of gotten to the point where he is the balance of the Force. And that's that's also incredibly beautiful because I don't know who who all has played the Force Unleashed, but we see Star Killer, uh, you know, is his Darth Vader's apprentice. So mm-hmm. he has two apprentices. He has Ahsoka, who was literally given the life force of the daughter of the Mortis mm-hmm. gods, and then he has his Star Killer apprentice, who. Um, we could see in the future yeah which we do need to mention star killer technically isn't canon as of yet. now yet yet yes i i agree i love you saying yet because <laughs> if they are to bring star killer into star wars and i i think you're probably referring to the picture i saw floating around where they show anakin or anakin as the father ahsoka as the daughter and then star killer as the son kind of yes. representing all i think that would just be peak writing if they are able to pull off something that makes sense um but i do think that's kind of where they were were hinting at in that world between worlds episode is anakin has become the father of the force he is the one bringing balance to all the force so if that is what they were referring to which is what i hope they're referring to i think that was that was amazing i I really love that story and i love that as well i just I really wish they would have given a little bit more. And honestly, I would have been satisfied with how they got in there. Like, I would have loved to even seen, like, just for a split second, instead of her waking up on the world between worlds, mm-hmm. seeing maybe Anakin pull her out of the water into the world between worlds. Well, like, and that's even... that's also a thing I see a lot of people, you know, posting and commenting and stuff about is a portal isn't necessarily visible if you're the one that's being pulled through it. Exactly. There was no visible portal for Ahsoka. Yes, the, when she was temple. fighting Darth Vader, she didn't know that she didn't see any of that. Next she all she all that happened was next thing she knew, she was in a whole another world. Yeah. So yeah. I think a lot of people are kind of forgetting that you know, they're like, oh, why didn't we see Anakin pull her through? I mean, we would never have seen that portal, period. So I feel like a lot of people need to, you know, there's a lot of things that do need answered. I think that might not necessarily be one of them personally. But this is kind of one thing he was hinting at earlier in the podcast, one of our little debates being, I personally do enjoy when shows leave certain things up to interpretation, That's great. which you <laughs> are not a fan of. So so here is the difference so i feel that that's perfectly fine if it's not crucial to the story or if in doing so it's lazy writing i don't think this was lazy writing okay um and i'm not saying that um what he's referring to is moon knight and 
I think yes. that was lazy. <laughs> um, I think that was incredibly lazy, and I think it was a budgetary issue. Um, and they should have done it, but they couldn't. Um, yeah, for, for what he's talking about, especially is in Moon Knight, is when we would see Moon Knight switch between his personalities, we never saw the Jake version of Moon Knight actually now, now on the on. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that because we'll get to it we'll get to it but let's keep our ahsoka talk going yeah, for now let's let's stay on our ahsoka talk <laughs> i mean because because i'm 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 ready for this combo man <laughs> he's been thinking about this since yesterday uh, since yeah, we had this since, little text debate yeah yeah because he said it's perfectly acceptable and <laughs> not on that bandwagon <laughs> well see that's what I, we you know we're talking about the world between worlds i was okay with them not explaining how anakin was there i was okay with them not showing us ahsoka falling in or not showing us how she technically left i do like the idea of leaving that part up to interpretation um which sounds like you did to an extent i'm okay with it it just drops it for me if you explain that that gives me uh that gives me more enjoyment in it because now i'm I'm understanding more about this fantasy world that i love so much and um in episode five i also felt like the pacing was a little bit off um for me um it was very slow with Hera and jason um now i really liked what they did with jason there and showing his force sensitivity and i love that you know uh, you know call back to um rebels i know uh he's the son of canaan and Hera, so he um you know canaan being the the lead jedi in that series and so, like, that was awesome to see him, but it was so slow in that, like, first search, and I'm, I'm just, I'm begging to get back to it. I, like, I, I do think they, Ahsoka. yeah, I do think, I will agree with that part of the episode, episode five did kind of linger with the Hera and Jason, and to be honest with you, I'm surprised, I think we talked about it, this past episode six, I thought we weren't going to see Sabine at all, I thought this was all going to be a Hera episode. So the fact that they, you know, re-got back to Sabine and what's actually happening was really a good thing for me. Because I was fully expecting this to be a full Hera in them trying to figure out how to get to Peridia. And I I personally don't think we'll see Hera again. Okay, so you think she's, you think that was her last... I think that was her going back to get court-martialed and she's going to deal with all the diplomacy and, you know, get her uh, ranking of general stripped and she'll have to deal with that um because personally i don't think i don't think they're coming back this uh, season i don't think ahsoka's coming back this season so i think ahsoka ezra and sabine are going to get trapped on at the other galaxy and i think that's going to be the cliffhanger i think thrawn is going to return and they're going to be able to leave and i think that they're going to be stuck heard i've heard a lot of different things um i think the most thing i've been hearing theorized recently is more so what thrawn's army is i mean i am definitely under the belief that these are not actual stormtroopers anymore i definitely think these are dead stormtroopers being animated by the night sisters magic similarly to how we saw merrick maybe earlier in the series Thrawn, thrawn ate all their food (laughs) he's gotten a little thick I, i mean so, I guess he's not been able to do a whole lot. So, um, I, so I I love um, I love his uh, demeanor. It was amazing. I do like with as so honestly. I do wish he was a little more fit, and and not a hit like hit to anything. But it's just his character is so like disciplined. And yes, he is. Point and fit, like he would have never let himself physically go. I do like though that they are letting Lars Mikkelsen voice be. Uh, I, I do think absolutely. that that does save it because it when does. you hear him no, speak, it's completely. It is Thrawn. It's Thrawn. It's Thrawn. One hundred percent, and I completely agree. If um, I have no issue with it. I can completely overlook it, but I do like, I'm like, oh man, that is a little bit visually out of character. I, uh, you notice it so especially perfectly... in that right towards the end when he's looking at like the map. <laughs> I feel oh. like that's when you see him marching out for the first time, I didn't really notice it, but when they, I think they just need to do a better job of angling these cameras because that one did him dirty. <laughs> I mean, they really showed off. <laughs> I was like, that, that camera angle could have been a little better, um, well, so but I am I... happy that they're letting Lars Mikkelsen be Thrawn because 
I think we would be more upset if, oh, if it just didn't sound like him. No, I, I completely agree. And yeah. so I can completely overlook that because the voice is perfect, his pitch yep. is perfect, his delivery is perfect, it's Thrawn. And that is like such a uh, iconic presence. Yep. And it has to be right. And, and I think they just absolutely nailed it. And I know a lot of people, like, for instance, we were talking about the people that only watch the live-action Star Wars and haven't watched, you know, the episode, the, the cartoons and stuff like that. They might not have cared as much. They might have preferred oh, something sure. a little bit. But I feel like that was 100% a fan service, which I feel like Ahsoka has been a huge fan service so it's, far. I feel like it yeah, has for been sure. tailored for people story. that love Star Wars. It's been quality story, though. Yeah. And that's the big thing. So fan service, for fan service's sake, is bad. Fan service yeah, 100%. with story is the best type of story, in my opinion. Yep. Um, a lot of people dunk on Spider-Man No Way Home because the story wasn't great for some people. Um, and that they just told a bad story to get fan service. That's not what this is. This is an amazing story that has all the fan service you could yeah, ask for. It, it, it really – I mean every episode I'm like, what are they going to show me that I'm going to be excited to see just because I'm a fan of Star Wars? But how good is the story going to continue to be? I mean it's, it's literally the best of both worlds. I mean as a consumer of content, I don't think we could have asked for anything better even if I wasn't a Star Wars fan. Just as a straight-up story, it has been phenomenal. And Yeah, so – I'm a Marvel junkie first, Star Wars junkie second, and this is just this is just amazing. Um, I do I do want to touch back on those uh, stormtroopers because okay. their suit, um, the, the did you see like the gold inlays? Yes. Um, so like the Kintsugi, uh, do you know what Kintsugi pottery is? Uh, I no, I don't. So, Kintsugi pottery is a Japanese style of pottery where they uh-huh. they make a beautiful piece of pottery and then they break it and then they put it back together with gold. So that's kind of what they were. I think that's what they're pulling from because you know Dave Filoni loves samurais and Ahsoka so so samurai oh, heavily. Yes, you know you got to see her her different stances and her strong stance samurai fight scenes in episode four and uh and three i believe um and so i think this is just another reference to that culture um of you know um what is it uh who is the his first general with the the face mask was very enoch you know enoch was very uh samurai uh esque roman soldier and then all of their suits were so like broken and put back together so i think that actually goes to your point that you think they're reanimated dead because even their suits look like they've been broken and put back together so their bodies have been broken and reanimated kind of yep. put back together i think that's a really good visual play to demonstrate what's going on on the inside and i i think just i mean they look cool like stormtroopers are cool right stormtroopers are cool but they they totally elevated just the basic stormtrooper and they couldn't have done it for a better character to lead them than thrawn so not only is thrawn already this just i mean he's grand admiral i mean everyone's heard the stories the end of the mandalorian people were like oh thrawn's coming back i mean people were intimidated now he has this intimidating army to go along with him i i think it's just perfect I, I mean, I I love what they are doing, and even the the red um, kind of plays to the night sister. Exactly, um, like the little bit of like the yeah. the yarn kind of stuff, the ties and everything. Doing so much with the visual, like just so many. I think, and that's why uh, you know Thrawn, that Sabine, her journey, her her fight, her finding Ezra, like just, and then it, dude, we're in a, we're in a new galaxy. Oh, dude. galaxy like this it's is crazy. insane it's like, something star wars has never even attempted to show us and yeah. they're just going full force into it which if you're gonna do it don't tiptoe into it yeah, just go for just it. go into it you can all the little things that we're confused about now that can be that can be fixed in a few you know sentences later on let's just get into it and that's exactly what they've done they've not made us sit around and wait they've not done this whole thing of like oh, i don't know it's kind of is very dangerous. They're just doing it. 
and I think that helps the story so much, and it helps with there not being like this filler like language throughout the whole episode of like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Let's just do it, and they did it perfectly, I think. And and the just do it, I think, was really good, kind of for Ahsoka, right? She, you know, she gets in that that whale's mouth, uh, the purgle, and she just says, "Hey, I'm gonna trust." And I think that's the lesson she learned from Anakin is like, hey, you got to just trust the force because even though even though Anakin turned to the dark side and, it, you know, but he, he ended up saving. He did bring balance to the force. Yep. And, you know, I think that's kind of to see him again, to see that, hey, it all worked out. It's what it was supposed to be. I think that really just allowed her to kind of trust in that overarching force and then be like, hey, you know, if it works out, it works out. If not, I can't do anything anyway. Exactly. I think they did such a good job of redeeming her and the fact that she had felt she was so betrayed by the force. She had felt like it was her fault that Anakin had turned because she wasn't there with him. Um, they they kind of fixed all of those emotions that she was having. And just she was like, you know what? And you saw the beautiful way that they showed it is if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, she had been wearing the gray and the dark colors throughout the whole season. And then when she reemerges, she's Ahsoka the White, right? Kind of similar to how Gandalf turns to Gandalf the White. You know, they've learned a lesson. They've learned their final lesson that they needed to learn to be elevated to this next state, and they just did it perfectly. I I completely agree. And then even even to add on even to add on even more to that is just how like um how impactful that Clone War scene was where she is on the Battle of Mandalore. Because that's when, that's the moment when Anakin is turning completely yep. to the dark side. Like that's the moment that that he lost. And I think I think her seeing that again, and then him being there with her to teach through that through that moment. I think, man, so well done. So well, and well it's done. funny too because not only is that in you know canon and everything when he originally turned, he turns again during that same fight. Yes. We see him turn the red lightsaber on. <laughs> it's kind of all just happening over again in her mind. She is literally reliving it. Yes. But to a point where she's actually looking at it from a learning standpoint rather than not a sense of regret. Exactly. Yeah. So they did, uh, Dave Floney just did it. And, and that was the episode he directed. Um, and I think he just, I mean, some of the visuals we saw, you know, him walking into the fog and we would see him like turning into Darth Vader and then back into Anakin. And then finally, when they pop back into the world between worlds, when he's charging at Ahsoka, we see him turn back into Darth Vader and back into Anakin again. It was it was so cool. I mean, just watching those, I've watched that episode a couple of times now, and it's just like whoa. <laughs> yeah, and visually stunning, uh, and significance behind the visuals. To do something visually amazing is is not as as impressive as if it is so meaningful. Yeah, it, it, it so was meaningful. meaningful. Yep. So, well, but, before we um, move on from Ahsoka, I did want to get one other thing I've been seeing a lot, and it seems to be gaining a little bit of traction as far as theories go, is if you remember Thrawn told Sabine he might be out there, but you might find him dead. I've been seeing a lot of people say that Ezra is dead and that he is being reanimated by Night Sister Magic. Now, I don't believe it, but I was curious as to what you think, because they are seeming to lean pretty heavily into this Night Sister magic stuff. So I just, I completely disagree with that, because first off, Night Sister magic, when somebody is under Night Sister magic, it's evident. Yep. And and he was, he was completely uh, he was Ezra. clear of that. Now, this is Night Sister magic on a different planet, or a galaxy. But kind of their home world, it. so somewhere you would think it would be even more powerful. Right, so so maybe that you know if they do make that twist, but I I just that's I think they actually didn't know how to find him. I I, I just don't think Dave Filoni would a character as beloved as Ezra, no. someone who we've been waiting to see for years, wondering where he's been, what he's been doing, and it just so happens he's doing the most Ezra thing, hanging out with these little Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah. But <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, I don't think he would ever in a million years do that. But it's something I keep seeing get brought up. I feel like more people are starting to say it as a I possibility. I think that's just about as much weight as saying that uh, 
Merrick was Starkiller. Yeah. Yeah, because people were saying Merrick was. Uh, oh, Ezra. Ezra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has a match weight. I said no chance, and this is one of those no chance he's dead, and and being reanimated. I just well, and it's funny too. You know, people no, have been talking no about. There's no point to have her go out and find him, and oh, he's dead, and he's gonna kill. No, they would just kill her. I agree. They would just yeah. kill her. So, and if he is dead and reanimated, I'm mad. That's bad storytelling. I I will be. I think that would be so detrimental to the show. I don't see it happening. But I was curious to see what you thought about that. And it is funny though. We talked about the Merrick potentially being Ezra. As soon as I saw Enoch, I was like, oh gosh, here we go again Please with the theories. <laughs> I was I was so <laughs> thankful that we finally actually saw Ezra because I knew all I was gonna read for the next few days was Enoch oh is Enoch is Ezra. <laughs> And everyone would be like, his name starts with an E. Ezra's name starts with. I was like, it's it's. I was like, please, just please let us get More to Ezra. Letters. Yeah, I was so thankful. Um, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I was like, please. As soon as I saw him, I literally thought in my head, I said, here we go again. I was like, this. I was like, this can't be happening again. But luckily, luckily they did us did us the service of let us actually see Ezra, so we didn't have to live through these few days of just. And the the Merrick as Ezra was weeks. I mean, it was it wasn't just one week of things we had to wait through. We had I read that every day for like two or three till he died, which was what episode three, maybe episode four. He died in episode four. Okay, so for four weeks I had to read <laughs> Merrick was Ezra. So I was like, I don't want to do this again. I just like I was like, who is who like thinks that that's a good idea. It's. I'm telling you, it's these. I'll be 100 percent honest with you, and I'm not hating. It's the people that really love the storytelling of the sequels. I, I feel like those are the people that are loving those theories. I don't know anyone who loves the storytelling of this. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, if you get on Twitter, storytelling. If you get on Twitter, I, there's a lot of defenders of the sequels. Well, it's, it's a well, weak and, defense. <laughs> and it, you did mention though. I don't want to hate on the sequels. We talked about what this could be for the sequels if Filoni is able to do this prequel series to the the sequels. I think it could really help the sequels. I think it can really help the sequels in in establishing Palpatine, breaking down the Republic. Mm -hmm. But what it what it can't do is save the damage that was done to Luke, Han and Leia. Like, so for Han, I don't think he was. I I can kind of see that they made him into like this not caring dad stuff. Um, I, for me, it's completely just his relationship with Leia. The fact that yeah. they got the, they divorced that like that kills me. Yeah, like his I, entire I, character arc was settling down with her. I feel and like they get a divorce and like he abandons his kid and I, yeah, whatever. Like I do that, feel like. I feel like there are some things that they can't fix, but I do think overall as a whole story for the sequels, it definitely could help. Yeah. yeah just in general. It, you can bring it from absolutely atrocious to, uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's manageable, it, right? Because I am, I am a very big, uh, eight and nine were just the worst. I feel like seven was good. I'll be so, honest. I think seven so was good. It was a very much so a story until... building. Seven was good until eight and nine happened, and I feel like nine was only bad because of how bad eight was. Uh, because those were two different directors. Well, it just doesn't. It was just they were just given such a bad hand with uh, somehow Palpatine returns. Oh, dude, that line <laughs> will live in, in Star Wars infamy. <laughs> no. I don't think there'll ever be a line that is as known and as bad as that one. So. We're we're forty five minutes in, and we just heard Oscar Isaac's worst line. So so maybe <laughs> maybe it's not so bad. Are you there? I can't hear you, Zane. All right. Well, that was a wonderful time for my headphones to die. 
we'll, we'll fix that. We can just clip that. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Future Zane's going to take care of that. You're gonna, yeah. You're going to be like, what? Is headphones die? Because you're not just a clean, clean uh, a clip there. But uh, Well, you, you mentioned right before your headset died, you mentioned Oscar Isaac. And perfect segue into what our little debate was about yesterday. So I feel yes. like let's just get into it. So, so Jacob here uh, has the opinion that the finale of Moon Knight not only was uh, fine, it was good. It was great. It was great. It was great great for him. And it's not only uh, great, but it's his best MCU show. My second. My second best. Okay, number two. Number two. To Loki. Yes. So... And if I and I I'll, I will I will die on this hill if Loki just wasn't so important to the MCU and his story wasn't like actually building up the MCU Moon Knight would be my number one but Loki just has so much good content in it because of what it is I I have to put it at number one because it really is I think the acting is amazing they do a really good job of storytelling in it I do love it but I I'm dying on this hill Moon Knight is amazing i love the finale and i don't think you can argue that the acting is top tier so i watched moon knight as it came out weekly mm-hmm, me too I, I just i loved it i loved every second of it except i so the first episode i was thrilled right and and i didn't get to see anything and then the next episode we understand hey Hey, it's not just Steven, it's Mark, right? So yeah, there's multiple personalities going on and here. And then we start seeing Mark, and we start seeing some Moon Knight. Now, I don't think we saw enough Moon Knight in... Of actual episode. Moon Knight? Of actual Moon Knight action okay. in the first four episodes. So when we watched episode one, I thought episode two would be Mark's side of episode one. Okay. I thought we would get to see every single second for Mark, just like we got to see every single second for Steven. Mm-hmm. And so I thought we were going to get to see all of those amazing things that he did. We didn't. So I was a little disappointed, but we started seeing him. Now we fast forward to episode four. He dies. Um, but before he dies, we see, hey, somebody else killed that kid. Yeah, so, on a cliff. On a cliff. That is, and and we've seen, and honestly, there was weird things before that that he he also did, but so now we automatically know that Jake is the next person. There's somebody else in there. And well, and that was the episode, first time that they the both time. acknowledged the fact that they didn't do what happened. Yes, correct. But that was the first time together. And then yep. episode five, we get to see them dead in the asylum with the with the hippo goddess, and then. Mm-hmm. We get to see that third sarcophagus in there. Again, confirmation that there's a third one. We all know it's Jake Lockley. Yep. And then we go to the season finale, and we never see any action. And I'm not just talking about the Moon Knight death, like, um, multiple personalities issue. We In episode six, the season finale, we didn't see uh, Arthur kill any of the other uh, avatars for any of the other gods. He just takes them all out off screen. What? Okay, you're telling me he walked in there and killed them all? You killed all of the other avatars without even a sweat? See, and that, I get screen? what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And then I our hero is literally in, in complete and total chaos, is about to die how is he going to get out of this? We'll never know. He just wakes up and but, everyone's dead. That's wow. the, how's, you can't how's, tell how's, me, though. I, I've gone back and I have watched that scene I countless so times. I was so Dude, mad. just the, like, the whole him phasing out and then all of a sudden he wakes up. He's got his, he's got Harrow's cane in Harrow's head. He has no idea what happened. I wanted Even to see Layla... Him is over there like, what did you just do? Exactly. He it's Listen, so he transfers back to Steven. <laughs> Steven comes back out, and he's like, what was that? Mark comes back, he's like, I have no idea. 
I love that sense of just what just happened. And I, I get what you're saying. I, I'm not going to say you're wrong for feeling that you were let down by not seeing it. But you can't tell me there's not a sense of you that was just like, whoa, what did just happen? I was just really, really annoyed that that was the – that's just the entirety of the show, though. I was always seeing what I didn't want to see. And, and I it can, was good. It I can, I can see where you're coming from. I want to see the good stuff. <laughs> like, if I'm going to watch it, I don't want Punisher. I don't want to watch Punisher. And then, you know, off-screen, Punisher kills a bunch of people. And, then, you know, you know, he shoot, we, we, it's like watching Punisher and never seeing where the bullets land. <laughs> right? We just see Punisher shooting his guns, and then you pan and everyone's dead. Right? You never get to see any of the action. Like I said, I get where you're I – mean, maybe it's just because of my love for the character. Moon Knight's – he is high on my MCU list. Not only, not even if we're talking about MCU, just superheroes in general. Moon Knight is very high on my list. So I maybe maybe I'm playing a little bit of bias to it, but dude, I loved really – I remember when I watched that comics. episode with my wife, Danielle. When I watched that, I literally looked at her and I was just like, what just happened? Like I was shocked. Exactly. You have no clue because you didn't see but it. I, I, lo- <laughs> I loved that feeling of just letting my imagination think of what happened. Yeah. Like it just like they did a perfect job with the music. You kind of hear like that 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 Moon Knight like music where it would do the phasing. I loved it. I got chills. I still get chills watching that scene. And I think that's what they were playing into. And like I said, I'm not gonna say you're wrong for feeling the way you feel. I know you're not the only one that feels that way. I know there's a lot of people that feel that way about Moon Knight. But me personally, I loved that. I loved that feeling. I think I'm okay with that that scene if they give us more Moon Knight in the first five episodes. If that – but that, like, they didn't. They didn't give us a lot of Moon Knight. Yeah. They didn't give us a lot of, a lot of the things we wanted to see. And I think if they would have done that – in the first five episodes, then that is an okay thing to do. But because you're longing for it, like you're wanting to see how awesome this this superhero is, this this avatar of the god Kanju, and and you want to see him do his thing, and it's just like ah, then then you're like oh man, the final the finale, like the most amazing. Oh, it's over. <laughs> see i just i love i and i i do think though you know you did mention we didn't get a whole lot of moon knight throughout the se- series when we did see him it, it was, was spectacular it was, it was it was so good just the way he moves that his fighting style I, you do have to admit in the season finale i know it wasn't much we did get to see steven and mark finally playing to the strengths of both of them you know, having powers, we would see them jump back and forth in fights to be more, you know. Yeah, they they, they accepted each other and yes, they learned how to work together instead of in opposition. Yes, and that was incredible, incredible. I just wish we would have got more. And and maybe that's me being selfish. Maybe that's well, me and- being selfish and saying, "Hey, I needed more." You know, like and and. Just so, so the, our our listeners, if you're you're still listening at this point, uh, no, I I have it high. I have it as like number four in mm-hmm. my in my ratings, um, which we, we should go through our ratings. But you have to watch all the MCU shows before we do that. Yeah, I still um, have a couple I got to catch up on. So, um, but like it, it it was a very very good show, and I really liked it. It just could have been great. It could have been my favorite. It I will say great. though. I think you can even agree with this. The acting that Oscar Isaac did, I literally mouth on the floor some of those episodes watching him play two characters and instantly switching between them without there even being a cut. He was just doing it. I was, it was amazing. So honestly, I think acting, so I think he's acting uh, is, is, better than tom hiddleston's loki oh i i i 100 yep because tom tom is amazing yeah he is for for oscar Isaac on this character is just fantastic and then um 
the fighting the fighting and the visuals were amazing yeah there was they never were. a moment where i thought hey like oh man he looks bad or that looks bad which i've done on a lot of shows uh, falcon and the winter soldier i have a lot of issues with because the visuals are just so terrible but that's that's not the case here and it was really good i just wanted more i'm stingy what an- I feel like probably the scene that you really notice his acting is – I forget which episode it is, but it's the episode where he's going through – I guess he's in the asylum, and he's going back through his like childhood. And we see him standing outside of his old like house, his old apartment or whatever you would call that in the streets. And he finally – that's when he realizes that he, he – when he makes the second personality. Yeah, his first switch. His first yes. time he ever creates Steven. Yes, I remember looking another moment. I looked at Danielle and I was like, this is some of the best acting I have ever seen. And honestly, one of the best like pieces of content to ever breach the subject of mental disability, especially for for multiple personalities. Yeah, it was great. Episode five on its own was so, I, I looked at, I looked at my wife in that moment when we watched episode five and I was like, that's some of the hardest hitting television I've ever watched. And there was a talking hippo. <laughs> Dude, you just hit, hit the nail on the head. <laughs> like that, how emotional was that episode? And we had a talking hippo in it. I, yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, am I crying at a TV show with a talking hippo? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Which we're bringing it back. I mean, Moon. I I can see why you have it. What your complaints about it, but overall, as a show, they did. Yes. It was amazing. Yeah, it, was it was. Good. It was. Very, it was very good. good. And I'm, yeah, and they better get a season two. Is all dude. Say, the fact it hasn't uh, even been talked about is so, so disappointing to me. And really, Marvel really needs to focus on their their good qualities and stop focusing on on their bad. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you, you were talking about moments where we never felt like in Moon Knight we were like, oh, that looked bad. I didn't even finish She-Hulk, but the first few episodes I watched of it, I was like, the quality is just not there. The CGI you know, was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I think Marvel, and they are making strides. I think with them slowing production, I think everything is going to come out much more polished. There's going to be more hands on deck. I do. Um, so there's there's two issues here with that though. With their slowing production, we don't get titles like Moon Knight. Oh, yep, because some stuff's gonna have to get cut. Because because it doesn't play to the bigger MCU right now. And yeah. I think they. I think unless it plays to the bigger MCU, people don't care. And that's not my take. But I like because I if it doesn't have like what if. I adored What If. I think it was some, some amazing content. I can just enjoy the story, even though it has no consequences whatsoever. I love yep. it. And I saw somebody looked at the new episode list for season two, which drops later this year, and they were like, no one cares about any of this. We wanted to see this and this and this and this. And I'm like, hey, just be happy you're getting new content, dude. Like, that, like, like it's. I just oh. love the content. And especially the state of how much they are probably going to slow production. Anything we're going to get at this point, we should just be trying to enjoy. Because it it probably is going to get a little slow for a while. But we do have probably, what, the most anticipated show coming in a couple weeks. So... Uh, I mean, you're number one. Yeah, my number one. one. It's your number one. So I I think Loki Season 2 is just going to be crazy. It's next week. Right? Next week, next week. So uh, we're not even two weeks away. We're less than that. I mean, less than two weeks by a day. So it's the sixth. It comes out on Wednesday. Uh, it comes out. So it comes out on the fifth, actually. So they're doing the Ahsoka treatment. And they're doing a Tuesday. Thurs- a Thursday night. Oh, they're doing Thursday. Okay. Yeah. So they. So it doesn't interfere with Ahsoka, which finale is the third. Dude, and think about that. We're gonna have the finale of Ahsoka. And the start of Loki. And the start. The I mean, ha. Huh. Tell me Disney is not like, <laughs> you know, I, I say a lot of things about Disney's like production line and like when they release stuff, <laughs> they, are, they are treating us with that, yeah. that right there. I mean, as if I couldn't be sad that Ahsoka was leaving, I instantly have something to bring me back. Like, oh, now I have something I can be excited for again. You know, yeah. I don't have that, we'll have that waiting. We'll have to talk about that week. 
we are going to have a lot to talk about that week. And like I said, like we've talked about before, that might be an hour and a half episode because there's going to be a lot to discuss. And I know we did a lot of talking about a few different things in this episode. Hopefully, once we get some more things going, we'll have more specific things we'll be talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get our, we'll get a, you know, you'll get to know us and we won't have to explain as much about what what we do in our, in our history as much, um, even yeah. though we really didn't, you didn't really get to know us much, much, but we did get to talk about our history of viewing uh, some of our favorite content and then how we're enjoying um, some of our shows currently. But um, we are currently going to make this one an hour and a half jake if we don't <laughs> <laughs> well i think we're we're at a good point to let off i mean we we got to talk about our biggest thing right now ahsoka you kind of got to learn a little bit about us and the fact of what we differ on you know yeah. i differ on the fact that i i don't mind the imagination stuff whereas you do more than i do so they're going to get to learn stuff just from us talking yeah. um which is fun but what are we at right now we're at an hour and five minutes. Hour and five minutes. I think that might be the perfect spot to call this first episode. Oh, it's probably an hour and a minute for that, you know. Oh yeah, we, we for the headphone the headphone dying on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was wonderful. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, thank y'all for joining us for your weekly fix. Um, this is uh, us finishing up the drip chamber, and we're gonna send it out for y'all in a in a little bit. Yeah, hopefully you guys see this. Hopefully it doesn't take as long to get out as it took for us to record it. <laughs> but oh Well, you'll see it next year if that's the case. Yeah, but again, thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it will be a year from now. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a perfect spot for us to stop. Um, again, thank you guys for watching, and this has been episode one of The Weekly Fix.